everyone. We definitely haven't been talking for 30 minutes already. That's okay. Uh, we're jumping into the Q&A. Welcome to the Holly Jolly Party. If you're listening to this on the Slumber Party podcast, we are midway through our Q&A, but you are still in for a ton of questions coming up. Okay, so Marta. Um, yeah. I'm asked, I'm going to read this now. Oh, okay. It's the same question. Hold on. Aaron says there's so much good advice. Thank you, Aaron. You're so lovely. Um, did you, I'm sorry, guys. Okay. That looks good. Good, good, good. Tell me more about the Instagram Q and A's. So, uh, we each have a day that we do Q and A. So Marta, tell us all about it. Well, I'm tomorrow, so <laughs> come join me. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we all have a day that we do a Q&A for the whole day. So just uh, go ask questions and then we kind of just get to it throughout the day um, when we can. Uh, uh, and then we usually cap them at nighttime. I, I love that. Yeah. And so we it, it, does everyone want to share their Instagram account? Yes. Yeah. So Marta is at BVS underscore M-A-R-T-A-G. Lexi, you you are BVS underscore L-E-X-I-E. Yes. Yep. And Emma is BVS underscore Emma. And so Marta is Thursdays. Lexi is usually a Sunday or a Monday. Emma is a Tuesday. That means Bria is a Wednesday and I'm a Friday (laughs) and Bria can be found at BBS Bria. So B-B-S-B-R-I-A. Okay. So I hope that's helpful. And and what we do is we try to answer as many possible questions that we can in a 15 second clip or direct you to resources where we talk about. Um, If you haven't heard, I, we have a podcast um, and in January, I'll be inviting the team on to come and talk individually and introduce themselves on the podcast. But for now we have quite a library of resources answering really common sleep questions. So if we don't get to your question tonight, please do look over the slumber party podcast. Um, it can be really helpful. Amanda, I'm just going to jump in yeah. here. Are we in yeah. the Q and A I'm seeing there's, um, you know, we're talking about sleep pressure and wake windows and things like that. And we have somebody asking what in the world is sleep pressure. So I just want to say, when you hear us say that we're saying that, um, that's like the pressure to, for your body to fall asleep. Essentially. Um, if you've just woke up 10 minutes ago, you're not going to have a lot of sleep pressure because you've, you've just emptied like that tank. And so you need to refill it back up during the time. So what we mean by that is that increasing wake windows. So the time that your child is awake in order to increase that sleep pressure from the last time that they were asleep and rested. And I have, um, like sleep pressure, the best analogy that's been used for me is the example of a balloon. So if you go ahead on the baby's best sleep account, I I've like essentially done that. So if you forget what Lexi said, because you've been up 700 times already, it is on the Instagram <laughs> account. So you, you want to take a look. <laughs> <laughs> you have a lot. Um, but really like this is the true I don't even know how to explain what's in my head. And I'm sure you guys are the same where like when there's issues, I'm constantly trying to think about the balance of sleep pressure and why something isn't working. And hopefully Lexi, that was a great explanation, but if you forget it's, it's on the account as well. Oh, such a good question. 
anyone can jump in because I love this. Andrea says, is your baby's ability to put themselves to sleep the number one most important thing with regards to having them sleep through the night, take good naps? Yep. <laughs> and we're done. We're going to shut it down. We're done. We're shutting it down. I, I, it, we're, that's it. But people like when we're on discovery calls, like all I'm digging for is what the help to sleep is. Um, and if there isn't any help to sleep, I will tell the person, but yeah, it is the number one thing because if you're nobody sleeps through the night right so if you are um i don't you don't we all kind of like wake up we get up anywhere from four to six times a night kind of wake up move over and then we do a thing in our body for me i go to sleep like this i go in my bed i'm there for five minutes then i roll around to this side i put my hand up i go on my stomach and then i'm out and i do it every single night and usually and then, so every time I wake in the middle of the night, I do that exact thing over and over and over. So when your children aren't doing that, when they aren't having those continuous cycles that they connect on their own, it's generally because you're doing something to help them sleep. Um, there will be people who say otherwise, but it's not true. <laughs> I mean, the, imagine, imagine you wake up in the night and then you have no idea what to do on how to get back to sleep right? Like yeah. essentially like th that is what we do in the night. We all wake up in the night and we put ourselves back to sleep and we don't even notice most of the time unless no. we have small children waking us up, but we do it all the time. And if your baby doesn't know how to do it, they literally don't know how to do it. It's a skill just like later when they're going to learn to read or learn to write, this is a skill that they have to learn. Much to your point, um, so like learning how to read or write. One thing that I always tell parents is um, the how important risky play within developmentally appropriate practices. And parents are like, whoa, you want my child to take risks? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Um, because within that, they build the confidence to do the scary things. And for you mm -hmm. and I, much to what Emma said, we know how to read and we know how to write. So we're like, that's not scary. You pick up a book and you read it. But to somebody who's like, imagine going to France and picking up a book and trying to read it in a whole new language in front of a whole bunch of people, that's terrifying. So very mm -hmm. much the same when you're like, the confidence comes from taking that risk and putting yourself to sleep. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, confidence is like the foundational being of all success and, and taking risks and living life within society, really. So it's, it's just the very beginning of many more risky, risky mm -hmm. things that are going to happen and chances that we're all going to have to take. It's also, I, it's also one of the first times that we kind of let go as parents. Right. Yes. And that's really hard. Um, you kind of just have yes. to let baby figure it out. And, uh, and it's the start of that, right. Um, step one to that journey of, of independence. Oh my gosh. And it's, it's one of those things where I, it's hard to explain how I see this in my head, but it's only, it's always what you want it to be. If you think independent sleep is a good thing, your child will think it's a good thing. If you don't think it's a good thing, then you shouldn't do it. If you yeah. want these things, but like, we can't, we can't teach our kids like, oh, you, I want you to sleep alone, but sleeping alone is scary and unsafe. And they're like, yeah. oh, I have some mixed messages here. Yeah. Um, okay. So I love that discussion of like risks and risky play and taking those risks and doing things alone. Um, because as you said, Lexi, it's the very first time they're doing those things and the first time of many. 
Yeah. Okay. And I think being ready to right. is really important because I think with each of mine, with the three of them, I sleep trained them earlier and earlier, you know, because the first one, I didn't sleep train him until he was like six or seven months because I just had him and I could sleep when he was napping or whatever, you know, I didn't have a toddler to look after. And then the next one came and I got a little bit more tired. And then the third one came and I got really tired. (laughs) You know, I got earlier and earlier each time. And I do remember one of the things telling Amanda, because I tried it on my own first, of course. And I ran upstairs and I said, and I said, you know, he was scared. He was really scared. He was crying. He was scared. And you said to me, he barely knows he has arms. What do you think he's scared of? I was like, that's true. I don't know. But I was so much nicer than that. It worked. It worked. And then I wasn't worried about it. I was like, you're right. He doesn't even know what to be afraid of yet. He doesn't know. Or they'll be like, oh, clients will ask us all the time. Are they afraid of the dark? I'm like, they don't know why to be, they would be afraid of the dark. They don't know that. Okay, guys, we're going to do our next giveaway um, because we could talk about this stuff forever. Um, we are giving away a Kerastase specific hair set. Now, it's not the exact line. I use this line, uh, but I went blonde. When did I go blonde? Oh, I know. I can tell you the date um, because I actually attribute the Raptors championship win to me going blonde. Um, it was <laughs> it was that day. So I'd been slowly going blonde because I'm <laughs> rapidly going gray. And so I, I went in to my stylist and this was like, um, I think about six or eight months of us, like slowly lightning, lightning. And the night that the Raptors won the championship is the night that I went actually blonde. Um, and since then you learn a lot about keeping your hair together, um, before I didn't really know or care. Um, and I'm obsessed with the Kerasas, uh, product line, literally everything I've ever tried is incredible. So they're giving us um, the specific set. This includes a shampoo, mask, clay mask, and a serum, which is amazing. Um, So I'm going to do that giveaway now. I'm going to pick one. Emma Keeley. Emma, are you here? I don't see you. Okay, I'm going to try someone else. Roxy Kirschenbaum. Roxy. I don't see see you. Okay. That's fine. We got many Tiffany, Tiffany Chan. Now guys, you gotta come. Christine Lammy. Guys, this is so boring for Yes. You're here. Christine. Christine, I hope are you can Canada send me a message. Christine. Hi, Christine. You <laughs> won. Send me an email. I'm just making a note here. I'm going to do another giveaway. Yay. Now this one, welcome. I'm so excited for you, Christine. So send me a note. Um, I've written you down too. Um, The next one that I'm actually going to give away is, this is so, I'm so excited. A six stack of pizza from generally a general assembly pizza. So um, anyone who knows me for five seconds says I'm obsessed with pizza. So I've basically like picked all my favorite things. Um, but I'm obsessed with pizza and general. Assembly like re- 
I, I am. I am. This is my goal. Um, I'm not good at promoting things I don't actually care about. That's, that's the thing. So I can. I'm like, here's some nail clippers, I guess. I don't know. Um, but uh, no, General Assembly reached out and they're like, look, we um, during the pandemic, we moved to a, a home pizza based service uh, so people could have restaurant style pizza in their home. So uh, over the course of the pandemic, they shifted part of their business to send restaurant quality quality pizza um, all across Ontario, Canada. Um, and they sent me a set and it is so good. And it's in your house and it's danger in some ways, um, but in, amazing in another. And so uh, six pizzas are coming your way to this next person. I just also want to make sure that um, oh, yes. Uh, for everyone joining today, um, I'm going to be sending you uh, a discount code for 50, 15% off as well for you to try. So that'll be in your email tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. Okay. Our pizza winner is, uh, before I say the name, I'm going to make sure they're here not here. Um, because wouldn't it be the worst if your friend was here and they're like, you won like eight things and you weren't there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were all rooting for you, but you weren't there. Um, Maude Tremblay, you have won six pizzas from General Assembly. Maude, you're here. I know I saw you. Uh, send me an email, Maude. We'll get you all set up. I'm very yeah, everyone excited. Everyone else is over there drooling. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, if you missed out, they've actually given us two sets and we're going to do a giveaway Friday. So make sure to enter on Friday on the baby's best sleep account. There's more coming um, and you won't be sorry. Yeah. I love the pizza. <laughs> I love it so much. Okay. Back to the questions. I hope you guys are finding this informative. I feel like we, <laughs> my, my friend Vera just said, my husband's mad. We didn't win the pizza. And it's true. <laughs> I'd be furious. You got to come back Friday, Vera and enter. I hope you win. Now if she does win. You're all going to be like suspect, um, but I'm, I'm very honest. Okay. I used to be friends with Oprah, friends in high places. <laughs> I will be the the Oprah sleep person. Hopefully one day Oprah calls me to help her. Sleep, I guess. Um, I, I, sometime when we're chatting, I will have to tell you my Oprah story. <gasps> I want to know it. I need to know it. I'm uh, Oprah is actually my idol. I'm not even kidding. Like I do. I can't. I, we, this is not about Oprah and you're not here for this, but like I have so many similarities and things that have happened in my life that are similar. I think like we're meant to be in some way. Okay. Anyway, um, I have a seven and a half month old who nurses once during the night, usually around three or four. She's an independent, independently for, for all sleep. Should I be doing a dream feed or waiting for her to wake on her own for this feed? Um, so you're going to have different opinions, uh, but the baby's best sleep methodology will suggest that you don't dream feed and that you wait for your child to dictate the feed. And so there's a couple of reasons for that. Um, number one, if, if your child's just waking up once a night and going back to sleep and everything's fine and everything else works, then you don't really need to do anything. Um, and you want them to kind of push that feed out on their own, right? Um, if, if we are offering the dream feed, no matter what anyone tells you, they have to wake to eat. 
So they might not be eyes open saying good, good morning, but their brains are awake and they are eating and then they are falling back asleep. Somewhere along the developmental continuum, your child will start waking extra. So I've heard in a few instances where, um, People have hired other consultants. A consultant will say, you know, or you have an early morning, do a dream feed. They're hungry. That dream feed leads to that baby waking up instead of 5 a.m., but like at two and three and four and five, um, because behaviorally that's what's on. So you want to make sure that when your baby is ready to push out that feed, their feeding is going later and later and later. And they are showing you instead of you being like, I don't know when to take away this dream feed. When's the right time? Guys, do you have any like input there? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the dream feed past like three, four months. Um, only cause like I said, like you said, baby should lead. Right. And they should be dropping them naturally. I think, but there are different thoughts. And at that yeah. age too, like babies starting to like move into eating more, like starting to eat solids and trying like starting to eat more during the day. Um, and if you are dream feeding, you're not going to really know when your child is, is really getting enough nourishment during the day, which is when we want babies to be eating is, eat, you know, daytime is for eating and playing and nighttime is for sleeping. So if you're dream feeding, you're kind of teaching them the opposite of that. Um, so I would let baby lead the way with that. For sure. It's just a, it's, it's just a better way. It, it's like a, almost a guarantee that they are not, um, uh, like there's no behavior stuff, like kind of hanging around. Um, sorry. Sorry. You want them to be eating effectively too. Right. And if they are not fully hungry at the point where you're feeding them their dream feed, they are going to wake up a little while later again, when they're hungry or you get a grazer where mm. they are snacking all through the day and night, and you're not getting full feeds, which is going to keep them sleeping longer. With my second, when I sleep trained him, I thought that he wasn't really eating in the night. I thought that I was co-sleeping with him. I was half asleep. He was half asleep. I thought he was using me as a pacifier. The first night that I sleep trained him, I was so engorged in the morning. I was like, oh my God, he is eating all night long. And mm -hmm. I didn't realize. So we, that's not effective eating, right? We want them yeah. to know what eating is and we want them to know what sleeping is with the dream feed. It's one thing. We also see a lot of babies with, um, uh, like who are very, or like families who are really resistant to remove the feed for older babies, generally because they're such poor daytime eaters. And I get that. So if I'm like, hi, and you're like, my baby doesn't eat. I'm like, well, let's take away their food. And they're like, what? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense, but it is, um, it, biologically, if they're getting fed at night, their daytime calories are, are or their appetite is so poor. So, um, 
I actually work with a speech pathologist who deals with feeding and bottle aversions. And honestly, like so much of her work is trying to remove calories overnight. So the baby stops like uh, refusing the boob or the bottle. And so they're actually hungry. Um, So there, there actually are, are some pretty big concerns with night feeding as your baby gets older. It's not like I hate night feeding or we're just like, it's like, there are some big concerns that can come up. Also, what's really cool almost always is like the feeding overall and overall calories increase and baby gains weight, which is what you're worried about the most. Um, so obviously I'm not telling everybody here to stop feeding your babies. We absolutely don't want to do that. We don't want to be rushing and cutting out night feeding. Some babies very much need night feeding. Night feeding is very developmentally appropriate for, for many, many babies have a chat with your doctor first before removing any night feeds. Um, especially any baby younger than four months, um, any baby younger than six months, really, uh, you want to be having that conversation with the doctor first. Um, Rebecca, I see your question here. I want you to send me an email. I'm going to share it here, but I also want you to send me an email because you're a former client. So Rebecca says, I sleep trained with Amanda in August. My baby's eight months. She falls asleep on her own for naps and sleeps 1.4 or 1.5 hours twice a day. She sleeps through the night seven to seven, but she cries and screams at bed every single night for at least a half an hour, sometimes up to an hour. She's done this since we sleep trained. It's never improved. I do do not help her to sleep, zero crutches at all. And that's such a loss. So this, when this is pretty rare, and I would say like having the team here, it's not common that we have a ton, a ton, a ton of crying. Now there can be some crying, like some families will say like, Hey, will they always cry? Yeah. Sometimes maybe about like five to 15 minutes can be normal, can just be a part of their, um, their repertoire and their kind of like wind down up to like half an hour. Plus there's something going on. Um, I'm, I, I, I totally believe you, Rebecca, that you're not assisting to sleep that this would be a case where I would do a little check-in with the, the doctor just to make sure it could be a matter of like some reflex concerns, because of, I imagine that you're still doing a before bed feed as you should. It could be, I'm not sure what else it could be. It could be some like gastro stuff, some stomach issues. Um, so I want you to have a check in with your doctor, but I would also like you to call me first because this is so uncommon and that goes for everyone. If, if you're still having a lot, a lot, a lot of crying, um, it's time to reach out to someone because it's probably not a behavior concern at that point, especially at eight months, three time, three hours of daytime sleep. Um, and if it's been going on for a really long time, there might be, a, um, just a, a physiological issue. Nothing that I'm like, Oh my God, this is bad. But something that could be easily resolved with um, a little doctor check-in just to be doubly sure. Um, Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. The crying and the the comfort of baby with sleeping a lot of times, and it may, this baby may not have this issue, but if your baby has constipation issues, Mm. you often see it in sleep. And you often Mm. see it when they're going down and then when they're crying, they're taking in air and then it makes them more gassy and it makes it more painful. Mm -hmm. So um, basically, if you are having any constipation issues, 
is then to definitely get that worked out with your doctor as well, because it can affect their sleep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'm trying to find, hold on. Do, 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 do. I'm looking at the chat questions now. Okay. Um, my six month old is co-sleeping and he falls asleep at night nursing because I'm conscious of the time. I'm going to answer two more questions. I'm going to do our last two giveaways and then I'm going to direct you some to some additional um, resources. Um, okay. So Bonnie says my six month old is co-sleeping and he falls asleep at night nursing, but sleeps about 10 hours until he wakes up in the mo morning. I'm just trying to slowly move him away from our bed to his crib, but he cries if he's by himself in his crib. What should I do? So yeah, if anyone wants to jump in, because I talk so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so used to doing these by myself. I'm like, this is what you do. And you guys are like, why are we here? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm answering questions like in the chat. So you're good. Oh, okay. I'm chatting over here quietly. Oh, I love that. Okay. Okay. By my Christmas tree. I love it. Well, basically... I Oh yeah, go ahead, go. No, no, sorry. I couldn't, I was trying to reread the question, but I can't find it. Oh, I just found it. I just found it. Okay. Amazing. Sorry, you can go ahead and answer. I can add in. I just wanted to reread it. Well, the, the big thing is that when we, so people don't often see co-sleeping as a sleep association, but it is your body is a sleep association. I say this, that people didn't know because I didn't know. I, I didn't co-sleep with my children just because it made me anxious. I'm not against it, but it made me anxious. So um, I would get freaked out. And anyway, when I did my training, I remember learning about co-sleeping as the sleep association. I was like, but what's the sleep association? It's like, well, the body. And I was like, oh, so you have to remember Bonnie that your baby is used to, so their sleep dance, like mine is like this. And then I rock theirs is like, okay, my mom, we're doing this. I might reach out. I think I'm going to touch. <laughs> then I'm going to go to bed. That is the co-sleeping association. So when you start the co-sleeping, you have to have a sleep training plan because it's not just like, okay, now you sleep on their own. They're like, I don't know what I'm doing. You're part of what I do. So sleep training and stopping co-sleeping are the same thing. You're probably going to want to call us um, or find a methodology that works for you and really stay the course and stay consistent. Essentially to them, you're, you know, if you try to put it in like our perspective of what could happen. It's like somebody comes and like takes your mattress away and is like, <laughs> good go. luck. Now you go to sleep, you know, and <laughs> you, you, don't talk, great. you don't talk or anything. So like, how else are you going to, it's, it's a huge change for them and it's, and it can be done absolutely, but you need to support them through that. And you want to do it correctly so that you have the least amount of crying and that it goes the fastest as well, right? That's always our goal is that we want to get it done fast and we want to get it done correctly so that everybody is happy and sleeping the fastest. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, um, <laughs> despite Rebecca's question, we do, our whole goal is to try to reduce that crying. Um, yeah. that's, that's exactly what we're trying to do. And we're trying to do it as quickly as possible. Uh, otherwise people hate it, right? It's not sustainable. Um, okay. One last question here. I just want to see here. 
Let me get one that I haven't. Okay. This is a good one. Okay. Split nights. This is a topic we haven't talked about yet. I was actually interviewed with today's parent about this. So there's an article coming out um, um, about that soon that you can kind of hold on to. But nine month old is suddenly up in the middle of the night for a couple of hours. Um, that could be a couple of things. Number one, it could be that they're being helped to sleep and it's taking them a long time to go back down right? Um, so it could be like people say I'm having a split night. Even actually the the person who interviewed me is like, oh, I thought it was a split night, but it turns out it was like it was developmental or something else. A split night is this goes back to Lexi, your explanation of sleep pressure. When we talk about sleep pressure, it's like if you want to imagine that everyone has a giant balloon in their head, they have a giant balloon and uh, let's say it has about 16 hours of total sleep in it. And your baby's such a champ napper that they like get rid of like four to five hours of that sleep pressure during the day. And then your wake windows are also short. So the balloon never really has time to expand more than this at a time. Right. And then you put them to bed and their balloon looks like this. Well, great. They sleep and it goes and it's out of air at 2 a.m. And then they roll around and they roll around and they talk and sing and, blah, blah, blah. and then they go back to bed because they've increased that balloon sleep pressure. Now that's a true split night. If you are helping them to sleep, that's a sleep association. If it's just brand new and coming out of nowhere, it's likely developmental as well. And it'll probably pass. Um, but otherwise, it's a matter then of balancing your sleep pressure and making sure that there's not too much daytime sleep. You want to have the exact uh, combination of a good amount of daytime sleep, adequate wake windows to have the right amount of sleep pressure to sustain your night. On that note, let's give away our, how many things do we have left? Do I, oh, two things. These are good ones. Okay. Um, some of you know, I'm doing my social work degree. Um, and about a month ago, my kids were just home from school nonstop and I'm in school and I'm running a business and I have my clients. And I just said to my husband, I'm getting a laundry service. I cannot function anymore with laundry. I cannot fold another pair of tiny pants. And I got a laundry service and I have not worked a look back. It is literally amazing. So um, I tried to find a, a laundry service that actually um, helps with a, a huge uh, a geographical area across Canada. Um, and I found uh, We Do Laundry. We Do Laundry is giving away not one, but two $50 gift cards uh, to, to two people. And that will help you get a free laundry pickup and delivery for up to 20 pounds, which is a lot of laundry, actually. Um, so if you're a new parent and you're totally sick of laundry, this is for you. So I am so excited. Thank you to We Do Laundry. Listen, if you haven't had laundry service, I'm just going to say it right now. You have no idea what you're missing. I didn't know until I know. This is actually the first prize I looked out. I was like, no, we're getting laundry service. This is the best. All right. So we have two. Do, 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 do. Okay. So our first winner, Regan Swanson. Regan, are you here? Regan, I don't see you. Boo. Okay. 
Daniela LaRosa, are you here? Daniela, you are here. I hope you're in Ontario. Send me a message. You are here. Yay, Daniela. Yes. Okay. Daniela, that's amazing. So no I'm, more tiny pants for you. No more tiny pants. Um, <laughs> please email me, Daniela. Daniela, I'm just gonna write this down. Hold on. On my <laughs> Guys, it's only professionalism over here. Okay. Laundry. Okay. Awesome. The next one we're going to give away. Celia, you're not here. Because I'm trying. Um, are you here? No. Okay. Uh, Rebecca Max, you won. Rebecca, I know that you are in Toronto. Amazing. I'm writing you down. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> Aaron says, can they come put the clothes away too? Know, because that's the struggle. <laughs> that it is true. Um, but I mean, it, it's still amazing. You you'll still be like, and it, yeah, it's, I can't. Okay. The last prize, um, is, uh, this is one of my all-time favorite products. So I am actually doing my, uh, social work placement in a hospital and we have the like hardcore hand sanitizer. And I've actually started bringing my own and this is a uh, palm hand sanitizer. And why I love it is number one, um, it's Canadian, which is, uh, absolutely wonderful. Why is that happening? Uh, okay. Uh, Palm is giving us a, a diaper change essentials kit. So it's an $80 value. Um, it's really wonderful. It goes on and it's like, so like, mm, okay, what's going to happen? And then you just have clean hands. And then in about like five seconds, ah, it's like beautiful in soft hands. So I'm, I'm so excited about this. All right. Let's see, are you here? The person that I picked? No, you are not. Are you here? Please? Nope. Is it, is this exciting or do you guys, are you just over this? I'm actually surprised at the amount that, nope, sorry guys. I do like that people did sign up though, because they know that I'm giving money to mm -hmm. yeah. Zara Haroon. You have won the Palm Prize Pack. This is so amazing. It's environmentally friendly. You buy the stuff, you refill it after every, it's just such a thoughtful company. One of my all-time favorites. Um, so Zara, that's coming to you. I see you. Amanda, I love the cheetah thing in the background. What? What cheetah thing in the background? <laughs> <laughs> I really maybe, don't know what's happening. Maybe Do you guys see? Cloth thinks, maybe she thinks <gasps> the tablecloth is cheetah. Oh, uh, yay, Zara. I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's actually from the Jilly box. I subscribe to the Jilly inheritance yeah. box, like my favorite thing. Guys, this was so fun. I hope that you found this informative. Um, 
you can find us all on Instagram, uh, on the baby's best sleep website. Uh, we are all working, um, over the holidays to help you find sleep. Um, so we are, I mean, we are in pretty busy in right now, but, um, you can find all of us on the website, our bios, um, everything. I just, I, I so appreciate that you guys show up all the time. This is so fun. Um, I'm trying to think, find us on the slumber party podcast, um, Instagram, the blog. I've written a few things for today's parent recently. That's there. Anything else that I'm missing guys? I don't think so. Okay. Guys, I'm going to send the replay or half of it to you, uh, very okay. soon. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Right, Have thanks a great so night. Bye. 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 Happy holidays. Happy holidays.